Welcome to track number 13 of the work of the ministry. I mean, since I, I know, I know what I, by the time I took my bags and was leaving the camp, I knew my life had changed. Ah, okay, thank you. You didn't hear what he said. He said during that time there were three branches, three in the city of Accra. Today there are 79 branches. 79 branches in the city of Accra. 79 today. And so these camps, they are, they are, they are, they are very, very important to us. They are very, very important to us. They are also very, very important to the bishop. Like Bishop said, it is not everywhere that he goes. And you must understand, a man who sits, who has lunch with pastors like Pastor Yongicho, is not a mere man. Not that he's not a mere man. Of course, we are all by God's we are who we are by God's grace. But what I'm saying is that he 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 sits. He, I mean. <laughs> You cannot imagine the places he goes to and the invitations he gets and, and the kind of things he is required to do. But he has a burden for this part of Africa. Amen. Not only does he have a burden for this part of Africa, he believes in you. Amen. He has faith. No, don't worry. I'll be okay with this. He has faith in you. And he knows that he needs to come and talk to you himself. Like he was telling you, as we are talking now, there is a camp going on in Australia. And that implies that if he is here, then it means he is not there. Not to me, not to say that Australia is not important, but if he looks at the way he can see that, look, I would rather come here. Do, do you understand? Paul wrote many times that I would have loved to be with you. I would have loved to be. There are times when you cannot be somewhere because we are human beings. We can't be in multiple places at the same time. But the bishop has come here and listen, personally, I mean, I'm also speaking from the point of view of a son or somebody who has learned from him. And I am saying that we can, the only, the only favor we can do him as a person is that when we live here, we will walk in the things we have heard. I now understand Jesus Christ. When he said, if you really love me, you will feed my sheep. If you really, oh bishop, we love you. Oh bishop, you've been a blessing. Oh bishop, he said, it's okay. Thank you very much for your love. Now go and feed the sheep. Now go and move and look for places and spend time praying and Start to do something. Start to move out in Swaziland. The next time we come, we must hear more branches. More. Pastor Prince, thank you so much for that. We had three branches. Today we have 79. Three and 79. And you see, what happened? You see, the reason why. In light of chapel, we, we usually do not say the exact amount. Like, oh, we have 453 branches, or we have 124 branches. Is that by the time you write, 
at the back of the book that the church has 274 branches. By the next Sunday, 15 others have started somewhere. Oh yes, that, that is the nature of our church. If you don't know, I'm telling you. I've been, in, I've been in this thing for a while and I'm telling you, if you didn't know, I'm telling you. Pastor Prince, by next Sunday, when we go back to Accra, there'll be more. Because that is Bishop's desire and vision and his strength to train people to go out to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Amen. And, and, and I, I am very blessed. I, I thank God so much for what he is doing to us and I, I can see into the future. I see into the future. I see into the future of South Africa and Swaziland and Zimbabwe and all that. And I can see the church being established in this land. God will use you. Well, this morning, I want to just quickly, because I believe it will be time for breakfast soon. And um, I'm also even really not there. Bishop will be coming very soon come and take over. I, I love this man very much. I cannot lie to you. God help me. Mercy. <laughs> Atonement and, and purification <laughs> and restitution <laughs> and the blood of the lamb forever and ever and the, and the sprinkling of the Passover <laughs> forever. One of the strengths every in every church like you're saying when a man gives birth to children somebody will ask why are churches different why do churches say different things or why do churches have different efforts because that is the nature of bringing forth god is bringing forth his church god the church is god's seed and just as when god when a man gives birth to four children they can look alike but they will not all behave alike. But they are all his children. Amen. Amen. I am a twin. I have a twin sister. She is very different from the way I am. She's very organized. Very deep. A very serious person. Those of you who've known me for a while will know. Mercy. And one of the things that God has given to us as a church, which has kept us, and we know directly, and, and Bishop has even found out later on why this particular thing has, has achieved the results that has achieved. One of the things that we lay emphasis on as a church is the principle or the, the thing called loyalty. Amen. Amen. Loyalty. Everyone say loyalty. loyalty. Say loyalty. loyalty. Say loyalty. loyalty. Say loyal. loyal. Say to be loyal. To be loyal. Say loyalty. loyalty. The spirit of loyalty. An atmosphere of loyalty. A culture of loyalty. An environment of loyalty. As a church, one of our strengths 
is the presence of the atmosphere and the spirit and the environment of loyalty as a principal feature. A principal feature in the church. Amen. And it has kept us. And this morning, I just want to talk a little bit about loyalty. I want to introduce you to it. What does loyalty mean? Loyalty or to be loyal. loyal to be loyal means to be faithful. To be loyal means to be faithful. To be loyal means to be regular. To be permanent. It means to be constant. It means to be there always. It means unshakable. It means unmovable. Unshakable. Unmovable. You cannot be removed. <laughs> Amen. And this morning, we want to look at why loyalty. Why is it that, why do we talk so much about loyalty? Reason number one, loyalty. I, I love this reason so much. It's so true. Loyalty is the principal qualification for every minister. It is the principal qualification for every minister. Loyalty. <laughs> Loyalty is the principal qualification. That means if you are going to be qualified for the ministry, or you're, if we say, write, if God asks you to write and apply to be in the ministry, and he says, attach your CV, you are writing. How many of you have written for a job or something before? An application letter. Okay, and then you attach your CV. In your CV, you are trying to impress the person who you hope to be your future employer. You write a CV. This, I have, I'm computer literate. I have knowledge in this, 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 that. I've completed this, done this, this. And you write all down on your CV. When you are writing your CV for God... What he is looking out for is loyalty. Or I am a lawyer. If you can write your CD, your CV, sorry, and the only line is I am loyal, God will use you. First Corinthians 4 2, we'll come to that. You but just put it down. When I started the ministry, like most of you know, I am I I, I started playing piano at the age of six. And I started singing at the age of four. And I've been singing and playing piano all my life. And <laughs> my father, that is my earthly father, he was the one who was, he brought me up in Christ. My father, my, he, he's an old, one of these old SU people who believe in Bible study and prayer and witnessing. My, the day I gave my life to Christ, it was my father who took me to a program, a crusade. Now sitting by him at the back. And the man made the altar call, and my father said, Oko, go forward. And who am I to say no, daddy? <laughs> I walked straight to the front. 
I gave my life to Christ. That was in 1981. Sorry. Yeah. I've been a Christian for 20 years. <laughs> my father was a kind who, when you go to we, in our home, when we are eating, before we eat, we say grace. But before we say grace, we sing a hymn. And, we, and the hymn, we are not singing it in English. We are singing it in Ga, one of our local languages. And my father would take us to a Chinese restaurant in town. We have four children. This was not even in, it was in another country where we don't have big families. And we're a big family, four children, and my father and my mother. And we won't go. We are now even organizing tables. You know how it is sometimes the family is big. We have to attach a table. And then my father will annoy them further by telling them, I'm not buying drinks from the restaurant. Then he goes to the grocery store and buys juice and brings it. <laughs> and then after he's annoyed the Chinese man with all these things, then he'll say, let us pray. Then he'll start singing. And if you are a man, don't sing. <laughs> so we'll sing. The other we've sang, then we eat. The other we've sang, then we'll pray in Ghana. And the white people will be looking at us. And he will do it over and over each time he takes us out. Recently, I was, I was conversing with him, and he told me that once the, the church we used to attend, one of the church elders invited us for dinner. And we sat down, and then the man started serving himself and eating. And I, I was a very small boy. Then I said, please, don't you pray in this house before you eat. <laughs> mercy, Lord, we need mercy. Mercy, we need, we need atonement. <laughs> and then the man said, oh, okay, let's pray. But I would have thought that what would have made me attractive to God was the fact that I play piano and I sing. That is what makes me attractive to God. But you see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, let me just try and round that because I, I, I love this point so much, that it is required of stewards, it is required of servants, that they be found faithful, not talented, not gifted, not intelligent, not beautiful, not tall, not short, not fat, not slim. It is required of stewards that they be found faithful, constant, unshakable, always there, having a permanent mind, available. Thank you, Pastor Prince. It, that is a requirement, and I have found it to be true. After all, what? You see, look at this. When you look at the parable of the talents, the talents were given by God. And he gave to one five, and gave to one two, and gave to one one. And when you look at that parable closely, I remember when I was growing up as a child, I always used to say that, God, you were, I mean, in my heart, of course, I'm afraid to tell God directly, but in my heart, I'll tell God that, God, I don't think you were fair. Because you gave one five, and you gave one two, and you gave one one. And of course, everybody wants to have a lot. So if you are a fair God, then why didn't you? But when you look at the end, when he came back, the Bible says, and the, the master came back after a long time, after a long time, and 
These are the words of God. You say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful in a few things. In a few things. He said the same thing, same thing to the guy with two talents. He said, good, uh, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with a few things. That means in God's eyes, the man with the, f- the five and the man with the two had the same thing, which is called a few things. The same. In his eyes, they, they had the same amount. Because he gave this one a little and gave this one also a little. And he also gave them the talents according to their abilities. So what God is requiring is that you'll be faithful with your little. And that is where the reward comes. Not with the fact that you are very, I'm a good singer. God doesn't look for good singers. Even if you realize, I mean, over the years, because I'm doing so many things, my voice is not as good as it used to be. But it is not less anointed. I'm telling you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, God have mercy on me. I, God, remove pride from my, from my life. But it's the truth. It, it doesn't, the, 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 the impact comes from the faithfulness. Being there. Oh, what is a talent? What is the use of a talented person who isn't there? And your heart is always aching. Today he's here. Today he's there. Then you are a minister. You are supposed to support a minister. And then he lifts up a, a song. And he looks around. He looks around. And the talented person who thought that the talent was what God was looking for. When he looks around, the talented person is not there. He's not there. What is, the, what is your use? Your principal requirement or qualification as a minister is being faithful. Give me one faithful man on the right and give me ten gifted people on the left. I will close my eyes to this side and I'll just look at the faithful one and use the faithful one. I'm telling you, you don't, you don't, the way you are quiet, I realize, you you don't seem to believe me. And what does that also mean? It also means that some of us who thought we didn't have any gift, it immediately includes us if we can decide to be faithful. Immediately. God likes to give people a common starting point. Something that everybody can do if he wants. If God was to say that it is required of stewards to be singers, how many of you will never do their ministry? Let me see your hands. <laughs> because when they start singing, you don't know where to start from. You are immediately disqualified. They said that it is required of stewards to be fed. How many of you would have been disqualified? Let me see you. Pastor Peter and Nono would immediately, God immediately. It is required of stewards to be tall. How many of you will be disqualified? Pastor Princess is very tall. (laughs) Mercy. (laughs) But God knew that this one, this qualification, you know something when you look for a job, they say, oh, we are looking for somebody who has this and this and this and that. And you realize you don't have it. And so you don't even apply. But God is saying that if he's, he's looking for stewards and the qualification he needs is just somebody who is faithful. He is loyal. 
That's all. If somebody can decide to be loyal, then you qualify. How many of you want to do the ministry? You want to do the ministry? You want to do the work of the ministry? You are qualified if you are faithful. Amen. Amen. And let me just say this in addition quickly before we go to the next point. Is that our faithfulness is to God and our faithfulness is to the church. Let me say that again. Our faithfulness, because a lot of people have that problem. So I'm faithful to God. I'm faithful to God. And the church is not, you know, because I can't really trust. Because my faithfulness is to God. It's a mistake. If you are faithful, you see, what the, what the Bible is also trying to let us know is that it is required of stewards to be faithful. That means that we are looking for the character of faithfulness in the person. A faithful person is a faithful person everywhere. Let me, let me just exchange the word faithful with another word and then we'll see whether your theory works. It is required of a steward to be truthful. So he says, okay, I'm truthful to God, but when it comes to my local church, I am not truthful. Are you a truthful person? Are you a truthful person? Okay, it is required of stewards to be loving. I love God. Oh God, I love you. Oh God, I love you. But when it comes to the church, you don't show love. Doesn't that immediately disqualify because it is required that a stu- Are you following what I'm saying? It is required of a steward to be loving. If that was what was there. You cannot be loving to God and and you cannot be loving to God and then not love your church and then say you are a loving person. In the same way, if the Bible says it is required of stewards to be faithful, your faithfulness is to God, your faithfulness is to your fellow men, and your faithfulness is to the church. Is to the church. Faithful to the church means that you are always in church. That means you are permanent in church. That means you are available in church. It means your heart is at rest in the church. It means that nobody can remove you from the church. It means that nobody can shake you out of the church. <laughs> the, next, the next reason, the next reason. Are you learning anything? Say mercy, Lord. The next reason is to fight the fifth column. To fight the fifth column. Fifth column. Column C-O-L-U-M-N. To fight the fifth column. Satan is very stupid. I always say it. He's a very foolish personality. (laughs) But unfortunately, we always fall to his tricks. And Satan's principle weapon against the church is not witchcraft. It's not witchcraft. It is division. People in the church who are unstable. People in the church who are not decided. Let me let me tell there's this story. The, fifth, the story of the fifth column is just simply this. There was an army general who was going to attack a city, very strong fortified city with, with very high walls and very thick walls. And 
security all over. But he was going to attack the city. And a friend of his asked him, how are you going to defeat the city? And he said, oh, he said do you have paratroopers? Or you are going to use commandos? Or you are going to use Rambo, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Robocop to penetrate the city? The man said, I will not use Rambo nor Robocop. But I'm using the fifth. I'm using, I'm using my fifth column. A column is a group of soldiers. They used to divide the army or the soldiers into groups. And the man said, ah, but I know you have four columns. Who or where is the fifth column? And he said that my fifth column are my people inside the city. They are already there. Whilst we're preparing for the war, one will slip into the city, uh, pretending that he's selling bread. But under the bread are machine guns. He's inside. And I sent another one. What happened was he, he heard that somebody needed a plumber. You know a plumber? Not the ones who fix the toilets. He, he heard that somebody needed a plumber inside the city. So he crossed him on the road and cut off his head and put on the plumber's clothes and he walked into the city. Praise, oh, I hear that somebody here needs a plumber at house number 4437. I am the one. Can I help you, please? He said, oh, please, come inside, come inside, come inside. And they were inside. They were inside. What loyalty does is that it flashes out all these funny people. Because, listen, it's very uncomfortable when you are something different from everybody else. It's very, very uncomfortable to be in a place where it's like you are sitting there, you are all talking about maybe you've, you've had your quiet times and you're discussing your quiet time. And somebody says, hey, and he comes into the room, comes into your room and says, are you coming uh, for, what's this woman's name? This very crazy South African singer. Brenda. Says, hey, have you heard Brenda is in town? Are you going for her concert? And then the six of you just look at her and Ah. Is this girl really? <laughs> it's it, it's not nice to be alone and feel uneasy. If if you you immediately begin to feel uneasy, you'll be the how many of you like being the odd one out? I don't. So what it is is that when we begin to speak about loyalty, all those people who are within our group because. Whether you like it or not, Judas has joined the church. Jesus prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And then after he chose his disciples, and one of them's name was Mr. Professor Emeritus Judas Iscariot. He was one of the people. So as we are sitting here, we, there are some people who we will not see again. But everybody lift up your right hand and say, Mercy, Lord. I am not the one. Let me tell you something. One of, the, one of the reasons why Lighthouse is growing and it is not dividing is because we preach loyalty and we believe in loyalty. We, and we practice loyalty. We practice faithfulness. We practice, we practice people who are committed. We tell people, be committed to the church. 
be settled in your mind and in your heart that this is where I am and this is where I will be forever and ever. Amen. 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 Let's go on. The next reason for loyalty is for the love of God to fill the church. For the love of God to fill the church. <laughs> for the love of God to fill the church. I have been to I have been to churches where there are political parties in quotes within the church. The head pastor has his people. The assistant pastor also has his group. And then the assistant pastor's group is talking against the head pastor's group. And when you come to sit down, when one person comes to sit down, okay, oh, be magnified. People don't talk to each other. There's fighting, internal bickerings. You are sitting in the church. You don't believe the pastor. You, you shouldn't be there. Bishop always says that if you do not believe in me, then you go to a, go the, in, in Accra, Penny, you, you can bear me out. The church, there are no doors. There are no doors. So Bishop says, there are no doors. And he will give you addresses for other churches in town. And say, if you don't believe in me fully, you can walk out of the door and be happy where you will be happy. Amen. Amen. But we need love in the church. We need a sweet spirit. You see, God calls us sheep. And he knows why he calls us sheep. And sheep Somebody said, ah, but there are many churches. Yes, but the other churches do not preach loyalty. We, any pastor, what you want is what you preach about. What you want is what you preach about. You realize that Bishop preaches about establishing churches, winning souls, going out, moving forth. And that is what he has. I know pastors in Accra who preach about the Lord who bless you, wealth, abundance, wealth. I'm not saying, please don't get me wrong at all. He has one branch, he has problems, but he's rich. Anytime you want to pray for the sick, preach about healing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anytime you want to see the anointing flow, preach about the Holy Spirit. Anything you want to see, preach about it. If you went to a church where they don't preach about loyalty, it, we cannot tell churches what they should preach. But at least we can tell what we want to preach. And we want to preach loyalty because we want to see loyalty in the churches. We want you to be permanent. That is what, we, that is what the bishop wants you to be. If you join the church and you thought that, oh, I mean, we are just moving through and, you know, after school, I'll go back to my home. When I go back to my home, I have a church there. And we, that is not what we are. We are not looking for that. We are looking for you to be a permanent, relaxed, established, 
free member who can just if there's time the advantages of loyalty why loyalty why it is a why loyalty is a good and listen it is a good thing it is a very good thing that you see the devil's plan is to to say nah, this is what they are doing they are trying to control you they are trying to brainwash you that's the devil speaking what jesus is saying is that it is required of you to be loyal and on that day when you stand before god you say well done well done why because i established 200 churches because I had a nice voice, because I was a good usher, because I swept every day. Well, maybe if that is what God asked you to do and you were faithful with that, if you were faithful with that, then well done. If you were faithful with your church. And I said that faithfulness or loyalty is a character. It's not an action. <coughs> it's a character. Faithfulness, like being truthful or being loving. A truthful person is a truthful person. He's truthful to God. He's truthful to his friends. A loyal person is a loyal A faithful person is a faith. It is your nature. Disloyalty is also a nature. People who are disloyal are disloyal by nature. Haven't you realized that he can't he hasn't been able to stay in this church? He will not be able to stay in the next church. It's just a matter of time. Haven't you realized? I remember when I was in school, I wasn't a member of Lighthouse. I joined Lighthouse. In, in, we spent four years in university, and I, I found out about Lighthouse in third year, my third year. And I joined Lighthouse in my fourth year. But before I joined Lighthouse, I was in a group called Gospel Explosion. Which was a singing group. And, and, and you can ask the people there. I was faithful to that group. Very, I was faithful. I used to pay my tithes there. I used to spend my time there. I, oh, oh, am I lying? Faithfulness is your nature. This loyalty is a nature. It's not like a decision or an action. It is your nature. Disloyalty is your nature. If you are disloyal, you are disloyal at heart. It's in your heart. And this is what you need to hear. That repent and be ye baptized. <laughs> For the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent from the disloyalty. Repent from the mind of I'll be here a bit and I'll go away. After all, this is not a, after all, this is not the only church. Well, I can be anywhere I want. I'm a free you are not a free person. God has arrested you. <laughs> you are not do you think God he, he he just leaves things to chance? Do you think you found lighthouse by chance? I didn't find lighthouse by chance at all. When I look at my life now. I know that God looked in heaven and he saw all the churches. And he said, I know my son. Oko, I know how he is. This is the church he needs to belong to. I didn't even know what God was doing. But today when I look back at my life, I know that God brought me into 
this church for a purpose. If you are uncomfortable with what I am saying, either two things. Either God has begun to work on you. <laughs> I don't want to say the second one. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. And you are in Lighthouse Chapel at this time for a purpose. And God brought you here specially. And God wants you to be permanent. He wants you to be loyal. He wants you to be faithful to the church. There may be nicer churches, but you have decided that I am permanent and faithful to this one. You may have a wife. There will be more beautiful women out there. But you have decided that this is the woman. How, how, how can you live chasing after the next beautiful thing? Always you are just moving. Moving. You see another beautiful one, you move. You see another beautiful one, you move. You, it, 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 you will not survive in life. You will survive. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. God wants you to be faithful and loyal to him. Also to, 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 to the church. And to the leadership of this church. To your pastor. Your pastor should be able to tell you what to do and you just do it. With limited explanation. You should be ready and alert. Do you know that all these things that Bishop is preaching, this is my first time hearing it. The loss of the soldier. I've never heard it before. Pastor Prince, have you heard it before? I've been in the church since 1994. I've never heard this one before. I came to hear it here. Because I was faithful and I was permanent and I was always... Bishop, if I could, uh, I would be with him every day in his bedroom, if I could. But of course, I'm sorry, bedroom is a bit. Uh, his, his dining room. Yeah, okay, dining room. <laughs> is loyalty a good thing? How many of you want the nature of loyalty? L let me just say this as I close. The devil doesn't want us to be loyal. He wants to be. He wants to be able to come and then bring division but I have found out if, if I cannot say anything from my personal experience that loyalty has more advantages than disadvantages I'm telling you, if, if it is a requirement of God, then it, there must be an advantage, so even if you don't understand it now, believe me please me, please just believe me, amen shall we pray, Father we thank you so much that you are instructing your children and you are showing us what we are to do. I pray that God may the seed of loyalty and faithfulness be sown in our hearts. A heart that is at rest. A heart that is permanent. A heart that has decided to flow and be around. A heart that is, has decided to do your work in this place. Because you have decided that we should be here. I thank you, O oh God, and I come against the works of Satan. The act of deception. I pray, O oh God, that may your voice be louder than the voice of Satan. 
in the ears of people. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, yeah, you can put your hands together for the Lord. Amen.